<laughs> of course, Charlie, I've got to start with an extremely sensible question on Locals for you. Sure. And here it is. There's no terminology in this that could cause any problems with us whatsoever with any of the mainstream platforms. So, can you tell us your true thoughts about the adrenochrome leeching, baby organ snatching, Illuminati child trafficking, paedophile rings related to the royal family, and not to mention Hunter Biden's laptop with crack smoking and dwarf porn, and Hillary Clinton's bloodlust, witchcraft, Satanism, and let's not forget also Epstein, Prince Andrew, and Bill Clinton's Lolita activities. <laughs> oh boy, this is I've, I've been waiting for this question my whole life. <laughs> it's got to be, be one of the up there, up there. Hasn't Maybe it? the best question ever asked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh man, hey, listen. Here is here. I'll give you the sort of a, like a, a brief answer on this. Everybody that is a normal, decent, rational human being thinks that this is nonsense, right? That that there is no possible way this could be going on because for it to happen would be the most evil side of humanity you could ever you could ever come across, right? So so almost for your own sanity, you you need to sort of like believe like, oh, that's nonsense. These people, you know, they'll talk about anything. Oh, it's that Q crowd. They're talking about this again, you know. I wish. I wish it was all nonsense. I really do. I really do. It, 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 this is this is the glue that holds these people together. You wonder about it. You wonder everyone says, Well, how could they all keep a secret? How could they how could they be this somebody would talk? They do talk. They do talk. And they wind up dead for talking about this stuff. And the people that are in it, you're in it forever. There's no this is like this is like MS thirteen, but for the billionaire class, right? Mm -hmm. Blood in, blood out. You're not getting out of this. You're not gonna say, I've made a mistake. There's there's some I, I don't think I'm into this anymore. You 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 you're in this life for a long, long time. The people that they now the 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 common denominator here for a lot of this is that the people that are predisposed to be into this crazy stuff, you go, well, how come they're all like in Washington, D.C.? That's why they're in Washington, D.C. They'll give you whatever you want in Washington, D.C., whatever it is that floats your boat. If you're somebody that's coming up into politics, you're, you're Bill Clinton, right? You know, they figured him out early on. Rhodes Scholar. Right. They tapped him. They said, this guy's smart, but he's got a problem. He is a sexual deviant. And normally that gets you kicked out of school. Not with these, these guys. They go, that guy is awful. He's into all these things. Let's promote him. You know, instead of you going, this is the last guy I would put in charge of this uh, major operation. They go, no, no, this is the guy to put in charge of the operation. Because if he starts to get off course a little bit and has a jerry Maguire moment where he wakes up in the middle of the night and writes a manifesto and says how he doesn't want to be a part of this anymore we've got control over him so it's not that the best and brightest get into these positions it's the people that are the most controllable now some of them want money and they get money some of them want uh you know power and they get power some of them want sex with interns and they get that some of them want sex with little boys and they get that too so whatever you're into whatever your your 
kink is that they know about, whatever the thing is that will get you in a lot of trouble if the world found out about it, they enable it. They finance it. They make you, they put you in positions of power. And then you, 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 I'm sure Bill Clinton was thinking, I can't believe this is all happening. I mean, I'm such a screw up and I'm into all these things. And yet I just keep falling forward, like upward up the chain. It's like, yeah, because you are all of those things, because you are a soulless psychopath, because you are a predator, because you are a cokehead, because you are a rapist, because you're all these things. That isn't the reason why you're disqualified. That is the reason why you are you are qualified. So everything that, so the general public looks at this and they go, no way. I know how my office works. I even say one possibly derogatory comment to a receptionist and I'm fired. There's no way you're going to tell me that they promote these people. It's like, well, you're in a totally different game than them in politics in Washington. And as you move up to this, these levels, these people, they get into it because they, they are not well. And, uh, and, and the people behind the scenes know this. Now the adrenochrome component of it, that's, um, you know, I, I don't know what that does to you long-term. It is a real thing. And you can watch fear and loathing in Las Vegas. He does adrenochrome in, in, in the movie, you know, and they talk about that. And, and so you have to wonder like some of these things, is it, is it real? And then you look at the molecular structure of it and the molecular structure looks like a rabbit. And then you start to follow the white rabbit and everyone's like, Whoa, what's going on? So there's a lot of questions about this and it is hidden by your own incredulity right like you just think there's no way this could possibly be real like so therefore it's not real and so you kind of as a as a decent person you play a part in this by just not even allowing your brain to accept it as a possibility because you just think there's no way there is a way and it's most definitely happening in these things when they say you you know you're all you're in a you know it's a big club and you're not in it well it reminded me i put a quote in my octopus book from newt gingrich it's the only thing i think i've ever agreed with newt gingrich on but he said uh he was talking about trump becoming president and he said uh and this was he had just been elected president but hadn't actually taken the office yet and he's and newt said he's gonna have a hard time he's gonna have a hard time in washington dc he knows the people but he's not in the inner circle he's not a member of the secret societies that's what he said and i was like oh man you're right that is correct and so part of this this whole you know this fight and they go oh, he's fighting the deep state he's fighting this and everything is like no they just recognize him as a he's not in the group they don't have i mean they've got the goods on him on some things but they don't have this and this is the 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 glue that keeps all these psychopaths in line yeah i just like to add a little bit to that then so it was researching the clintons for my books about them that took me to some very dark places and the allegations of bill clinton going on sexual assault sprees coked up came from the state police who were his bodyguards at the time and were disgusted by his behavior and actually survived the hashtag Clinton body count because many of them ended up not breathing and then when I learned that Hillary Clinton tracked down the women that Bill was getting involved with not out of jealousy or to hold him to account but to kill their pets to have people thrown off balconies to have people murdered and to scare the living daylights out of these women so that they would not say anything that would stop their rise to power. And it was because 
Clinton was so sleazy and so corrupt that the CIA chose Arkansas with him as the governor to do the cocaine drops because they thought he was the most manipulable. And then it was a quid pro quo when he did play ball, whereby they gave him the White House straight out of, what's his name, Frank in um, House of Cards? Yeah, straight. You know how how he gets the, the you know the the guy who's an alcoholic, cokehead, uh, heroin user, um, who who uses the sex workers. He gets busted with the sex workers. How Frank homes in on him as his main man to rise up into Congress. It's it's that's the playbook. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 exactly backwards from how you would approach a traditional job about moving up the corporate ladder or the the pyramid or. Or whatever. You, it, this is this is worst person gets the job, not best person. Yeah. So you know, I think my head is going to explode that I can actually speak freely right now, and I've got so many questions. I don't know where to start. Um, we've got coronavirus. We've got vaccines. We've got Epstein. We've got the royal family. We've got things that are going on in Israel, things that have gone on in Ukraine. Where would you like to start, Charlie? Oh, boy. Well, speaking of the royal family, I was just, like I said, just, just in Vegas, and I was with, with my family there, and we, one of the things we did was the Princess Diana Museum. <laughs> and you want to talk about me having to keep my mouth shut around my, my mom and my wife. I was just like, mm. my mom actually said afterwards, she goes, you did a really good job of not saying what you were thinking. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> And he was like, here's the letter from uh, Lord Malbatten to so-and-so talk, congratulating him. I was, like, mm. I was like, I just want to scream and be like, this guy's the worst. Um, the, well, I mean, where could we, where could we start? We could start with uh, the fact that uh, we're on the brink of World War III, maybe there. I don't know. It seems like when you look at uh when you look at the run-up to these previous wars, there's a there's a common denominator with them. Not it's not the only one, but there is one, and that is that there was an impending economic collapse that was coming, and that they tried to kind of disguise it, paper over it, kick the can down the road a little bit by starting a massive war, which would then, first of all, it's tremendously beneficial for some segments of the economy military banking things like they make a lot of money during this so to them it's a big money-making opportunity but it also provides chaos as a cover so that if there is an economic collapse which they themselves created through their central banking mechanisms then you it you can't really pin anything on it you you just go well i mean yeah there was economic issues but it was also a war and millions of people die in, in, in building, you know, so, so you and I would never start world war three to cover up the fact that we are overdrawn on our bank account and maxed out our credit cards, but they would, and they do, and they will. And so as we stand right now, we have a catastrophe brewing in just in the economic side of things. We have $33 trillion of debt here in the States. We have, um, a black hole in Ukraine that's just accepting money that's being laundered. We have uh, 
a multipolar situation with the BRICS nations starting to add additional people, additional countries on and going to a gold-backed BRICS currency that will be used to settle uh, international trade between those countries. That is a that's a a shot at the dollar. That's a shot at the petrodollar for sure, because they're the countries that they just added to the new BRICS. BRICS plus uh, group are many of them are oil producers. So you're you're we're now getting into a place where the the petrodollar is more than likely coming to an end. Back in the 90s, you you talk about gold for you know gold back dinar like Libya or oil for food uh, in exchange for something other than U.S. dollars in Iraq, and you get bombed. Right. But that doesn't happen anymore because now there's too many countries talking about it. So the petrodollar arrangement is going to create havoc, which would then lead to the loss of the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Now you've got every country on earth holding and hoarding dollars because they need them in order to buy oil. But what happens when they don't need them anymore? What happens when you don't have to buy them in, in dollars? And what happens when you're a country that the U.S. has destroyed over the years, or you've watched them destroy your neighboring countries, and you go, "I don't want to deal with these people anymore." Petrodollar. Wait, there's an there's an option besides the petrodollar. Tell me more. I'm interested. Whatever it is, I don't care if it's if I have to trade you wheat for oil. Let's talk because I'm not using the dollar anymore. So as as this economic crash starts to take on a, a you know starts to loom large in the background, my fear. And it's not an unwarranted one. It's just history. My fear is that they will start a war to distract from that, to cover up from that. To, you know, mistakes were made and, and we were charting a course forward. We're not living in the past of this. Oh, yeah, there was a collapse coming. Well, you know, we, we fixed it. We fixed it by starting a, a, a three wars, a war in Ukraine. In Russia, or in the Middle East, and a war in China with Taiwan, and 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 if you think that that's not happening in the United States, the Biden administration just proposed a package of one hundred billion dollars for those three wars. Okay, so they're not even hiding it anymore. So that I have big fears about this. This is something that is sort kind of out of our control, you know, as far as what what goes on geopolitically with these wars. But I think it's worth knowing how it works and how it happens. And if you're in a position where you've got your money sitting in a bank, you might want to reevaluate your relationship with the bank because here in America, when you put money into a bank account, it's not your money anymore. It's the bank's money. You're an unsecured creditor and really in like third position behind the bondholders. So you're never going to get that money out. If the banking system collapses, FDIC backed by the Good luck. Good. They have about 2% of deposits on hand. You'll get two cents on the dollar if you get anything. So, so again, we have to sort of recognize it. I don't want to dwell on the fact that we have an economic collapse coming, but I don't want to ignore it either. Because I think that if we see where, where we're potentially heading with this, it allows us, this audience, to make moves in advance to say, oh, I'm not going to leave my money in the bank and wait for that. I might maybe transform it into gold and silver or something, you know, or, or, or buy a productive farmland or, or, or get a, or whatever, whatever it is, it, I assure you, it'll be doing something better than, than sitting in your bank account, waiting to getting devalued at 10% a year by inflation and then ultimately getting confiscated. So when it all started with Israel and Palestine, my gut instinct was that America or rather the military industrial complex is going to parlay this situation into an invasion of Iran 
Does that tie into what you just said about an escalation of global war? Well, it's funny you say that, Sean, because mm. I'm working on a uh, an episode right now called Seven Countries in Five Years. And that goes back to General Wesley Clark, Supreme Allied Commander. He's saying um, it's, it's, a, it's a very well-known interview with Amy Goodman back in 2007. He's retelling a story about how he was uh, casually mentioning a conversation he had with Donald Rumsfeld and Deputy Secretary uh, Paul Wolfowitz on the 20th of September in 2001. And, and that he's saying that they had already made the decision to go to war with Iraq then, which was nine days later. Right. But then he goes on to say, and he said, Oh, it's worse than that. He reached over on his desk. He picked up a piece of paper and he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the secretary of defense's office today. And he said, there is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off with Iran. And I said, is it classified? He said, yes, sir. I said, well, don't show it to me. So how are we doing, Sean? Yep. Check, check, check. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my, my fear is that as well, you know, and, and, and if you, and, and, these guys have talked about this for a long time. I've got uh, um, uh, a quote from Patrick Clausen, who's an Israeli. Oh God, I don't know what his title was. He was running a, like a NGO for Israel and he's giving a presentation. It's on video. You can watch it where he's talking about Iranian. He's talking about nuclear submarines, Iranian nuclear. He says, Hey, someday, you know, some days one of the, one time the subs will go down won't back up who would know you know and he's talking about kicking off world war three by starting a war with iran and this is and, and he's he's advocating for this because they they want this in the middle east they want they want this war so war with iran is 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 i mean it's i, I would i'd love to say it's unthinkable but unfortunately it's 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 very thinkable and these people are there's a segment of the population in that are psychopaths, of course, that are that are drooling over this. They're just trying to figure out how we get this thing kicked off because it's going to, uh, you know, look, it would remake the Middle East. But but again, there's two to three million barrels of oil that Iran produces every day that they just shut off to the West. Not to mention that the Strait of Hormuz handles like 20% of the world's oil traffic. So if you start a regional war there, you're going to see prices go through the roof. You're going to see supply go down depending on what country you're in. You know, if you're a country that's, uh, uh, you know, aggressive towards Iran, good luck getting their oil. They just shut so what, the, what will yeah. what will the lie be this time then? If if the lie previously was Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, what do you perceive the lie will be this time about Iran? Oh well, there'll be a false flag. There'll be a chemical attack that will come out of Gaza. We already see the they're already laying the groundwork for it right now. They're talking about one of the defense minister people from Israel is saying, "Well, we found these plans, and it's like here's a bolt, here's the the blueprint for how to make these chemical weapons. We found this. The Hamas guys had it and everything. You go, oh, okay, right, yeah, like the magic passport. Yeah, I'm sure you just found it, right? You guys didn't just write it up on your Excel spreadsheet yourself, like." you know, an hour ago. I mean, the, so you can, you can see the, the inner workings of this, how it'll go. It'll be a, it'll be a false flag event. Cause they always are. 
it'll be something bad because it has to be bad. It needs a body count, right? You've got to do that. So it'll be, um, I mean, I'm just speculating, but I could see a, a scenario where Hezbollah and, and, uh, and, and Hamas used chemical weapons on Israel. Then they found out that the chemicals were provided by Iran with the funding and the money and the, the technical know-how, and they made it in their centrifuges that they're not supposed to have. You can just, I'm just speculating here, of course, but you can see where it will go. It'll be like, oh, well, we've got the evidence. It's right here. We caught them red-handed and they're the ones that did it. And so therefore we need to take care of them now because if we don't, they're going to get everybody killed. So I, that's how I, I envision this playing out. The, the, they'll create some, some, some scenario that is possible, but only possible if you were suicidal. You know, if if you're if you were like Hamas and Hezbollah, like what's the one thing that would definitely get us destroyed? Oh, chemo- using chemical weapons against the Israel. Okay, well let's do that then. Really? So so again, when you when you understand the controlled opposition component of Hamas being funded, you know, being founded by Israeli Mossad, being financed by Qatar. You know, you go, oh, is this, are they really the bad guys or are they, are they controlled opposition? You know, and if they're controlled opposition, the keyword being controlled. So you can make things happen or you can make things look like they happened a certain way. We, we've seen that before. Every major war has started with a false flag. I don't know why this one would be any different. So if Iran is a client state of Russia and China, what would the attitude of those countries be towards an invasion? Well, they would probably get pulled into it. And of course, this is not uh, lost on the planners. They understand this. You know, We need to figure out a way to get us to war with Iran. That's what Patrick Clausen said. You know, We need to figure it out. We need to figure out how we're going to get ourselves to a war with Iran. Not how we're going to prevent it. How are we going to get it to happen, right? So, so the mentality is that they want this war. Not that they are trying to prevent it. That's what I think that the average person gets wrong about this, is that the average person rightfully doesn't want a war. And they they project that onto their governments. And they go, well, therefore, my government doesn't want to have a war. Oh, no, 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 no. The American government only wants to have wars. We've always been at war. We're looking for more wars. We're financing wars all over the place. That's what we do. We're in the war business. So they're not going to do, you know, if they, if X, Y, and Z will get you into a war with these three, you know, Iran, China, and Russia, we would all be thinking, well, definitely don't do X, Y, and Z. And meanwhile, the, our governments and especially the military and these NGOs, they'll be thinking, oh, three steps to war. Well, let's do all three of them and let's do them all tomorrow, you know? Yeah, so Biden, he's condensing aid for ukraine israel etc he did that speech i think what was it over 100 billion you mentioned earlier and just to clarify that for the viewers aid is basically that money getting taken from the taxpayers and handed over to raytheon and all of these other companies that specialize in death and destruction yeah it doesn't go to the people it's not we're going to give a hundred billion dollars to the poor people that have been displaced in Ukraine and in Israel, Gaza, um, Taiwan. It's not the money doesn't go to them. And that and I learned this from John Perkins book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. This is when that when it all kind of clicked for me when he was he was writing about how they would build these hydroelectric power plants in places like Ecuador and 
in the and they'd say, well, you know, we'll we'll build it. We can loan you two billion dollars. The World Bank and IMF will finance it, and then what we'll do is we'll build it for you. His company, he worked for a company called Maine, which is like Halliburton. So the money, in my mind, the money goes from the World Bank to Ecuador. That is not the case. The money never goes to Ecuador. The money goes from the World Bank to Maine or Halliburton or whoever it is in this in the military industrial complex in this. So this when you mentioned the hundred billion dollars in aid, it's not aid to the people. It's aid to the military industrial complex. That money go and it's not all cash. Some of it is, you know, value of of weapons. But again, it's like where are you getting the weapons from? Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, you know, all these 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 companies that that make these bombs. So so it's not that the hundred billion dollar and it's not like people can say, well, I don't love a hundred billion dollars going out the door, but at least it's going to people that need it desperately. It'll never get to those people. Those people never see the people that need it in Ukraine and and in Russia and in all the places wherever that's been affected by by the war that you think that the 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 aid quote aid is going to. It's not it's not the aid like you would hope it would be. It's it's aid in a different way. It's aiding in starting World War Three is what it is. So earlier on, we were asked, you know, how much money do these people want? But let me just vary that question, Charlie. What is a hundred billion dollars worth if there is worldwide nuclear war? I mean, do these people have bunkers fully stocked with adrenochrome supplies that are going to last them for generations? What are they thinking? Well, you know, I think a lot of them aren't really thinking. I think a lot of people that are in these high these positions of high power are psychopathic in nature. They will they will drive the car off the cliff with them in it because they don't care. They're, they 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 want to kill everybody. You know, some some of this is is it's a very illogical you know mindset. You think, well, okay, so you want to take over everything. You want to start World War III and nuke everything? What, you're going to be the king of a, of a charred earth? Is that what you want? The answer is, yeah, yeah, I want, the, I, want, I, want to, I want to be the king of this planet. I want to run this planet. We want chaos. Because, you know, when there's a lot of chaos, mistakes get covered up, history gets rewritten, rules get changed, currencies go away new currencies come into power and then in the aftermath of this this is where you really make the the biggest changes in these wars is in the aftermath of the wars you start to remake society and you start to say well we can never go down this path again with a with a world war the only way to 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 prevent this from happening again these nation fighting that nation is that we get rid of all nations we just become one big government with a with a world army, of course. I don't know who we're going to fight. I don't know if we're going to fight the Mars government, you know, or whatever. But the world government with the world army. And you go, well, who are they going to fight? Well, they're going to fight you, <laughs> of course. So you you can see the problem reaction solution kind of taking shape here, too. When you, you talk about March to World War Three, who wins in, a, in World War Three? Well, whoever's left standing gets to remake society in their image. They get to do the things that they've always wanted to do. And if you're globalists that want to join the world into a world government, you're going to have a pretty good opportunity to demonize countries is in, in general, just the concept of countries. You know, we wouldn't have been in this situation if it wasn't for these you guys fighting about the shape and size of Israel. 
all these years, right? Maybe we should just get rid of these borders and these boundaries and just be, you know, all together, one world, you know, that, that way we won't fight ever again, wink, wink. So that, that you, that's how they see it now. And now, of course, th- there's no uh, compassion for the body count. In, in fact, if anything, they need a body count. They need a big one. So the ideas of um, of 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 another World War One or another World War Two, this time around, you know, listen. They also want to depopulate. Depopulation is a great thing during war. It's real easy to do. You can you can do all kinds of things. No questions get asked. So it's a it's a it's a dangerous time. But I I think that if we all collectively refuse to allow these people to, to write blank che- checks to, uh, to nations that we, you know, for, for reasons that we don't agree with. And we, we gum up the systems and we, we make it difficult for these people. Then, uh, we've got a chance, but if we just cheerlead our way into world war three, because one of the people that we're going to fight against is a, is a team that we don't like already. Well, we're, we're in big trouble because they will use that emotion against you. And they'll get you to a point where you're you're enthusiastically supporting World War Three because it gets rid of one of the people that you don't one of the groups that you don't like while also getting rid of seven groups that you do. So it's it's awful. Yeah, Freud said we have a will to power, but we also have a death wish and people commit suicide when the death wish rises above the will to power. And from what you're saying, it sounds like the psychopaths that are pushing us into world war, the greed is kind of driven and there's a collective death wish whereby they're driven on by this greed for power but it could cause the annihilation of everyone which is an absolute tragedy but we've run out of time charlie this has been absolutely fascinating as usual it's been an absolute honor uh, that you were the first person i got to talk to on locals Yay. um i really cherish everything we've done over the years you too and please please remind the viewers where um they could find you again please macroaggressions podcast audio format wherever podcasts are served video format rumble rockfin those are good places uh the books are available on amazon you can search my name you'll find them you can go to the website theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com if you want to get them in digital format and bypass amazon that's cool you can do it through the website uh you can just donate my 15 bucks and I'll send you two I'll send you an octopus book and hypocrisy in PDF and EPUB formats as well. That'll, uh, that'll get you around. You'll have a, you know, easy to reference. Good to have, um, good, good, good reading for the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> take, take care, brother. Thank you very much. All right. See you guys. Mm-hmm.